This is Jones Financial Talk with Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Nick provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Jones Financial Talk with your host, Nick Jones. Well, hello and welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. This is Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Listeners, if you'd like more information about what you hear on our show today, please go to our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. Lots of great information we've recently added there, including updates to the radio page, which has all of our episodes that Tony and I go through weekly. Um, You can also subscribe to this program on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And listeners, as always, please reach out to us with any questions you might have pertaining to our show or also any retirement questions that you have. Now, today's topic, we're going to talk a lot about everything in retirement in 2023. Lots of things have changed, and uh, obviously most people are either in retirement that listen to the show or one year closer to retirement. So we're going to examine some of those significant changes in retirement planning for 2023. And uh, as always, I'm going to bring in my fine co-host, Mr. Tony Shore, to help us uh, talk through those topics today. Well, this sounds like a good one. We're retirement tips for 2023. We are in the new year. I mean, wow, it's flying by already. I mean, 2023 is a uh, we're already into the new year here and I'm excited. I've been busy, you know, I was just down visiting my parents trying to help them out. As you know, I'm an only child, so uh as my parents get older, uh you know, I have to be down there a little bit more at their place, but it's good to see them and they've been doing pretty good. So so that's good. And I know you've been busy. Now, this is a busy time of year, right? I mean, January, February, March, you know, we're getting that uh, people are thinking about finances, taxes. You're probably really busy this time. It seems like this time of year is obviously busy for lots of people that are kind of searching for a new advisor and wanting to um, learn about free second opinions and things of that nature as well, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that, yeah, you're right. I mean, January and February, it's kind of like gyms. Uh, People uh, join gyms. (laughs) People look for, people say, I need that financial advice. I finally need to get a plan in place for my financial future. Uh, But hopefully, unlike gyms, they stick to it and keep working with somebody like yourself, or at least set up that initial meeting to get a plan in place. I mean, you really need to do it. And I know that you and everybody there at Jones and Associates would love to hear from our listeners and you love to talk with them. So I'm encouraging our listeners today to pick up the phone, give you a call, check out the website, as you mentioned earlier, and throughout the show, we will give out that phone number and we'll talk about that. Now, uh, retirement tips uh, for 2023. If somebody's planning for retirement, whether it's in next year, this year, next year, or five years from now, Uh, I know you have a lot of tips for us today. I sure do, Tony. You know, the first thing that I wanted to address is there's just been several retirement reforms that were included in the federal spending package that was passed by Congress at the end of 2022. And, you know, uh, for example, beginning this year, retirees um, must begin taking those required minimum distributions from their tax advantage retirement accounts when they turn the age of 73. So that changed, obviously, from 72 in 2022. Um, Also, 
Um, there are there are some additional federal legislation um, things that are happening, giving people up to a five hundred dollar tax credit to small businesses. And this is in the case that um, they allow military spouses to join their employer's retirement plan. Um, but also in situations that allow these employees to receive an employer match before two years of service. Okay. And also um, to let these workers become hundred percent immediately vested in all employer contributions. So lots and lots of reform in the employer world for retirement plans, trying to be proactive to uh, help employers make that decision to help their employees. Yeah. And I mean, there have been a lot of changes and things that were passed in Congress. And I know the Secure Act 2.0, we've talked about that on the show a bit. Uh, and uh, we had a whole show on that. If our listeners want to go look that one up on the website, jonesfinancialtalk.com um, and uh, check that out. Uh, that that show was really good. And that that talked about some of these changes, didn't it? Sure did. It sure did. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so obviously, um, you know, a lot of people, this is the year that maybe they'll leave work for the last time and begin enjoying the retirement they've worked so hard for. And uh, I can see how a lot of these changes are could be exciting for a lot of our listeners. So um, what about Medicare changes? You know, lots of changes happened uh, in Medicare. So Medicare Part B premiums and deductibles did go down. Um, which means Medicare is going to be cheaper for millions of Americans for the first time in more than a decade, Tony. Now, specifically, the monthly premium for Medicare Part B, which covers your visits to the doctor as well as other outpatient care that's not covered by Medicare Part A, is going to be right around $165 a month this year. And obviously, that's down from last year. Now, there's also an annual deduct deductible that's tied to Medicare Part B, and that this year is going to be $226, so a slight drop from last year. Now, there's also provisions that are included in the Federal uh, Inflation Reduction Act. That means for, for many people, millions of people, Medicare Part D beneficiaries who have diabetes uh, are going to have some guaranteed co-pays for insulin that are going to be capped for them going forward. Huge, huge initiative for Medicare. Yeah, I think they're capping it, them at around $35. And that is huge because uh, that has been such a problem. And not for just retirees. Across the board, the cost of insulin has been a problem because it's a life-saving drug for those who have um, serious diabetes and need insulin. Uh, so I'm glad to hear that. I mean, uh, I know people in my own life who are going to benefit from those insulin caps, putting a cap on that pricing. Uh, I'm really pleased by that bit of news. Yeah, and there's actually potentially even more positive Medicare news coming uh, this year. And uh, an example of that would be vaccines that are covered by Part D will now come with um, co-pays or deductibles. And so that means expensive vaccines like the one for shingles that have um, affected many, many seniors will no longer be a financial hurdle for some people. And, sure. you know, um, another thing that the Inflation Reduction Act provides um is that, you know, it may be the most significant changes to Medicare in nearly 20 years. And many of the provisions for the program's uh, 59 million beneficiaries include reduced prescription drug costs and out-of-pocket costs. Now, there's lots of details with how Medicare is going to go out and uh, start reducing those costs. Some won't happen for quite some time, but the point here is that we are being active. The government is being active and trying to start reducing some of those costs. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you mentioned uh, certain vaccines uh, that are covered by Part D. Uh, they're going to waive co-pays and deductibles on those. And that's, you know, like shingles, that's been a, a big one that people need to get. And uh, that was costly, but now uh, they've waived those. And I think these changes to Medicare, whether they kick in immediately or like you say, don't begin for a few years, it is a good reason to meet with uh, your staff there. I know you have a medical or Medicare specialists on staff. Uh, because Medicare is a huge part of retirement for millions of Americans, pretty much everyone. And that means uh, getting insights from a professional is very beneficial and working alongside yourself, a financial professional, to make it part of the overall plan, make healthcare a part of it. And healthcare and retirement is huge. Well, especially because most people that are retired are on a, a fixed income. And so they definitely need to review those costs yeah. every year to see if there's something that um, that they can reduce their costs, you know, and uh, which brings me to the next um, great thing that's happening this year. Uh, seniors know this already, but Social Security has had some great changes, the biggest of which is that Social Security beneficiaries are going to receive a very, very nice about 9% cost of living adjustment in 2023. And Tony, we've talked about this before, but that is the biggest increase since 1981. And it raises the average retiree benefit by more than $140 a year. Wow. And so, um, you know, this is a once in a lifetime event because the combination of a high cost of living adjustment and smaller Medicare Part B premiums is just phenomenal. This is the yeah, first time it's huge. happened. You know, last yeah. year, if you remember, we got a nice little increase from Social Security, about 6%, but Medicare cost went up so much that it covered most of that actual increase. Yeah, you really didn't see much of the increase, and that's what usually happens. But this year, we got a high cost of living adjustment and a smaller Part B premiums. They went down for the first time since I can remember. So, uh, and uh, you know, I've read about some significant changes to uh, retirement plan contributions as well uh, that have been made. What can you tell us about that? I mean, a lot of people contribute to retirement. Uh, savings and plans. Huge increases for um, allowing how much you can contribute. So sure. uh, this year, the IRS is going to allow contributions into 401k plans and 403b and 457 plans um, to increase up to $22,500. And that's a 10% increase over last year. Last year, it was $20,500. Wow. Okay. Now, additionally, those that are over the age of 50 can also kick in an additional $7,500 a year, which is a catch-up contribution. And that's $1,000 higher than the actual limit last year. And so, Tony, that means that a person who's at least 50 years old and participating in one of these plans, a 401k, a 403b, or 457, can contribute as much as $30,000 this year to their retirement. Wow. I mean, that's, that's a huge. huge number, right? Yeah. And yeah. Also, for those that don't have the ability to use an employer-sponsored plan, um, you know, the annual uh, IRA contribution limits did increase this year as well. Um, they're up to $6,500 this year. And those that are older than 50 can also contribute an additional $1,000 to their IRAs, um, the same amount that was actually available last year. So money contributed to um, you know, those traditional IRA plans is obviously tax deductible um, if certain IRS rules are met, including income limits. And that's a very important thing for us to continue to talk about. Now, 
You know, interestingly, this year, IRA deductions for singles that are covered by their employer's retirement plan are not going to be eligible for a deduction after their modified adjusted gross income reaches the number of 83000 Okay, and that deduction also vanishes for married couples that filed jointly when their modified adjusted gross income is over 136000 So, interesting, but you got to know those income limits to make sure that you have the ability to contribute. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And there are differences between Roths and traditional IRAs and Roth 401ks and traditional 401ks. Yet again, a reason to work with somebody like yourself, Nick, a financial services professional. So we're going to take a quick break. And before we take the break, I'm going to let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you to set up that complimentary consultation, to listen to this show or past shows. They can just go to the website and that, and that is jonesfinancialtalk.com. Just uh, go to the website, jonesfinancialtalk.com, and they can access the main website through there. A lot of great resources on the web, and they can get a hold of you through the website. So listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Jones Financial Talk right after this. When it comes to retirement planning, many people spend their energy focusing on how to accumulate a large retirement nest egg without giving any thought to where the retirement assets should be invested. While accumulating your desired amount of retirement assets is important, we feel that it is just as important to have your money in assets that represent the level of risk or safety that you want. Red money is money that is at risk and subject to market volatility. Yellow money is money that is at risk but is professionally managed, and green money is money that may have its principal protected and is less subject to large market swings. At Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions, an easy way to determine where you should have your retirement assets allocated is to use the color system for your money. We created a simple way for you to group your retirement assets called the color of money, which is located inside our Retirement Income Toolkit. Download our complimentary retirement income toolkit at jonesfinancialtalk.com or call us at 541-773-9567. And welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and I'm here with the man himself, Nick Jones. That's right. Radio star Nick Jones is here. The the king of financial radio, as, as I've heard you referred to. <laughs> yes. I've never called you that, but I, I've heard there are people out there that refer to you as the king of financial radio. I'll take it. Okay. <laughs> no, I I call <laughs> you that. You're awesome. And uh, during the show, you've been talking about some of these huge changes to retirement strategies that are happening this year in 2023. And before we move on, I want to remind our listeners that they can listen to this show, past shows, or subscribe to the show as a podcast, we're on all the major podcasting sites. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. So uh, check that out. And that is jonesfinancialtalk.com. You can just go to the web and type in jonesfinancialtalk.com and you'll go right to the website. Now, what's on the agenda next for this topic, retirement tips for 2023? So the first thing is a very, very good topic, a big one for many people, and these are health savings accounts or HSAs. And the reason why I want to bring these up is because you're going to be able to contribute an additional um, $450 for families in 2023. Okay, so that means that the annual inflation adjusted limit on HSA contributions 
okay, for families is going to be $7,750. Pretty hefty. And it's half that for individuals, so $3,850. Now, Tony, that's about a 5.5% increase from 2022. And once again, if you have the ability to save in these types of plans, why wouldn't you want to get that tax deduction to be able to use that later in life or just in the single year that you're working for? Right. The beauty of HSAs is the money goes in there tax-free and it it can grow in those accounts tax-free. However, when you take it out, if you use it for health care costs, you don't have to pay any taxes on it. It's exactly right. It's exactly ever, right. Ever. And, and, and it doesn't reset each year. You never lose it. So if you don't, you know, some plans like Flex, if you don't use them within the period. You lose it. Coverage period, you lose that money. But HSAs, you, you can have it as long as you want, as long as you live. So I think that is huge. And that's a huge way to save for retirement. I'm glad you brought that up. But can you remind us about who's eligible for an HSA? Sure thing. So the HSA option is available to people who have a high deductible health care plan, which is also known as, you know, the HDHPs. And you may also establish an account as a self-employed freelancer or business owner if you have a qualified HDHP. Now, the IRS determines the parameters for these accounts on a yearly basis, and they do change. So you need to make sure that you continuously review that. And um, as many listeners probably know, a high deductible plan means that you pay a lower monthly premium than you would with other plans. But it also means that you have a larger annual deductible, which is the amount that you kick in for covered medical costs before your insurance is triggered. Okay, now the money you don't use, though, can roll over from year to year, and it may be used for non-qualified expenses after you've turned the age of 65. So like you said, Tony, great, great savings tool, especially for those people that are healthy that don't go to the doctor that much. And, you know, HSAs are incredibly powerful because they provide kind of the triple tax advantage, okay? And the way that that works is it allows a person to first contribute money tax-free, The second is it allows the money to grow tax-free. And then third, it allows the money to come out tax-free for qualified healthcare expenses. So very, very huge benefit here for many people. Yeah. And that's an eye-opener right there. And people need to be taking advantage of that. And, uh, you know, I've been taking notes the whole time and making sure that uh, I'm doing these things. Uh, But, you know, I'm sure you have a lot more for us. There are other tips uh, for this year, aren't there? There are. So, you know, one of the next things I wanted to cover is, you know, last year, um, more and more people, um, because of inflation, made retirees and near retirees really fearful about their financial status. And you can't blame them, right? I mean, it's only natural for uh, rising costs on things like food and gas and utilities to make anyone nervous. And, you know, in fact, uh, a recent survey in which, um, a quarter of respondents said that uh, a quarter of them said that inflation is likely to delay their retirement, if you can believe that. Wow. And so, um, you know, it's easy to feel concern when you see that prices at the grocery store um, are, are going up. But also, it's more important to focus on things like your local property taxes and health care costs, because, you know, uh, things should only increase by about two to three percent a year uh, annually. That's what most financial experts think. Um, but when you need to budget 
and you have to think through a 25 or 30 year retirement, it's incredibly important to build some kind of inflation um, standards into your income plan. Right. Yeah, and, you have to build that increase into your budget and course. income plan, to, so you can plan ahead for inflation. Definitely, and you know it's it's highly unlikely that inflation will continue to remain at seven or eight percent through the next twenty or thirty years, um, but it's also unlikely that it's going to fall below two percent. So, this has been a, a, a huge eye opener for many people um, in twenty twenty two, and something that you should definitely be discussing with your financial advisor. Yeah, I mean, we could just talk about eggs, the price of eggs for My the whole gosh. show. I mean, that's yes. the hot topic right now, isn't it? That's right. <laughs> a dozen eggs. I mean, I remember just a few years ago where there was a sale on eggs at a local store for, I think it was less than a dollar a dozen or around a dollar a dozen, right? One twenty nine, maybe. They were on sale and now it's like five, six bucks a dozen. Totally. That's, that, that's inflation. That's a big, that's crazy. Um and this has been good information. Uh, so pay attention to inflation is what you're saying, but don't assume that today's inflation rate will be tomorrow's inflation rate. So uh, what's next? Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about social security, Tony. Now, before I uh, mention a couple of topics related to inflation with social security, it's obviously important that you discuss this with uh, your uh, financial advisor to come up with the income plan that's appropriate for you. There's lots of ways that you can either start Social Security early or delay it based on your specific situation. You know, and um, some folks want to consider delaying filing Social Security because Social Security is guaranteed income that is adjusted for inflation. Okay, and that's often a very crucial part of many people's plans. Now, that said, you know, um, the best rule of thumb when it comes to filing for Social Security is simply waiting as long as you possibly can. That's what a lot of people think. Because by by waiting to file until your full retirement age, you're going to receive 100% of that potential benefit. And your benefit can actually increase another 8% a year between the full retirement age and the age of 70. Now, if you wait, you might have to tap some other sources of retirement income like your own 401k or IRA. Um, and But that could give you a way to consider delaying your retirement for Social Security. Now, on the flip side, if you want to keep all your assets and you want to start drawing your benefits earlier, there are obviously financial consequences to that, but it might make sense for your situation. Everybody's situation is different. We've talked on our show a lot, Tony, about the Social Security Maximization Report that we run for all of our new clients and prospects, and that's definitely a topic that you need to discuss with your advisor. Yeah, it lets you know when the best time to file for you and your particular situation would be is that Social Security Maximization Report. Some people it's right away at 62, some people it's at 70, and for others it's somewhere in between. So uh, it's hard to know unless you have that report run and meet with somebody like yourself. And we've talked about Social Security a lot on past shows. You need a strategy that works for you and your goals, and that's just another reason to work with somebody like yourself. Well, I appreciate that for sure, Tony. And you know, the, the another thing that's really come up even just in the last month, uh, the short time that we've been in 2023 is that this is probably going to be the year uh, that many people reassess their strategy about where they want to live during retirement. That's and, true. You know, you know, the main reason for that is because housing costs are currently undergoing significant changes. I mean, mortgage rates are increasing rapidly and prices, um, you know, in the once thriving housing market are starting to slump. Now, now everything is obviously related to the geography that you live in. 
Um, but even in the face of those trends, housing costs in many locations are still out of reach for many retirees. And so, yeah. you know, those changes may exist past the current market downturn, which means that you may want to discuss where you're going to consider spending your retirement, you know, with your financial services professional to make sure that your goals are still going to be met. I mean, other than healthcare, housing is one of the major costs, obviously, in retirement. So you got to have that figured out. What about healthcare tips? I mean, healthcare is a big part of retirement, a big cost, right? Yes, there there's some very very solid healthcare tips that we can talk about. Um, you know, the first of which is remember that you're eligible to enroll in Medicare when you turn the age 65, but not doing so may result in a significant penalty, and so you really need to sit down and devise that Medicare strategy that we talked about earlier in the show well before your 65th birthday and typically you can do that three months before your 65th birthday, the month of your birthday, and three months after, okay? Mm. Um, but Medicare enrollment is not the only part of retirement healthcare strategy. I mean, there's lots of studies that estimate that the typical American couple is going to spend around $315,000 in additional healthcare costs, like Oh. co-pays, additional premiums, and other uncovered expenses during retirement. So $315,000 is the current number. And, you know, if you're pushed into retirement before the age of 65, you're going to need to find health insurance. Um, and, you know, that's going to kind of cover that gap between the ages of when you retire and turning 65. Now, COBRA in the Affordable Care Act may be options, um, but gosh, they're expensive, Tony. And so- yeah. You know, the point here is that you just really need to build a strategy rather than waiting for certain choices to just be forced upon you. And you yeah, really I mean, got to think about is that. really expensive. Cobra's crazy. For somebody that's retiring, and I've dealt a lot um, with kind of near retirees, this group between the ages of 55 and 62, because when COVID hit, lots of people decided they wanted to retire earlier if they could. And for a healthy person, just for a regular health insurance plan at the age of 60 or 62, it could be north of a thousand dollars a month per person. If oh. you don't plan things correctly, you really got to figure that out. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. So, uh, and I know that healthcare is a big part of the plans you put together for your clients. Well, this has been a great discussion, but we're out of time. Nick, is there anything else you want to add for our listeners before we go? Sure thing. I just love for our listeners to go to the website. Uh, lots of information that we've recently updated there and changes we've made. That's at jonesfinancialtalk.com. Uh, lots of ways to get a hold of us, lots of ways to um, interact with us based on what we cover on our show today. So please uh, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Thank you, listeners. All right. Thanks, Nick. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Jones Financial Talk with our host, Nick Jones. Thank you for listening to Jones Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Nick Jones at Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Call 541-773-9567 or visit their website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. 
based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions, a registered investment advisor in the state of Oregon. Insurance products and services are offered through Jones & Associates Premier Insurance Solutions. Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions and Jones & Associates Premier Insurance Solutions are affiliated companies. Nick Jones and Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.